I have had on my heart, I guess, to be a little bit more practical in my sharing with you um, this evening. As most of you are aware, we are, I guess, in a season as a group of women where we are seeking to be um, more vulnerable with one another, sharing our God stories with each other and inviting one another to see how God is at work in our lives. And um, last month we heard some really courageous and vulnerable sharing, revealing really just God's ability to break through in all parts of our life. And I really want for us as a group of women to grow together, to be connected together as a group of women, to share our stories and just to invite each other a little bit closer in life. And so actually over the coming months, you'll hear some more um, God stories and um, I've got some thoughts in mind even about people who maybe feel like standing up wouldn't be the way and sharing through speaking, it wouldn't be a way that they would like to share a God story, but actually starting to even record some little testimonies and things and even pulling that together in a bit of a, a booklet just so that we are again, there are lots of different ways that we can celebrate our stories with each other, even if standing up with a microphone is not something you're particularly comfortable with. Um, but tonight what I wanted to do was to take time, I guess, to be a little bit pastoral and to bring some thoughts about how if we're looking to cultivate um, this um, environment of being able to be vulnerable with one another, how do we grow as women in creating a safe place for vulnerable sharing of our stories with wisdom and integrity? How do we do that? Um, and so I want to share a few things really, to be honest, that are out of my own life of things that I'm currently working through with the Lord in growing in character in this area um, of creating a safe place for vulnerable sharing. And then we'll actually get into some small groups because tonight I just want for you to have the opportunity to talk together with each other about what it means to be um, a safe community together and how we can connect better. Um, so the thing is that I guess as soon as we have even a little window into how God is at work in somebody's life, there are not only opportunities for us to grow in our faith and even in our perspective to see how, it, how God's at work in other people's lives, but there are actually some pitfalls and some tensions to navigate, I think, as soon as we start opening ourselves up to one another. And so that's really, I guess, what I, I want to look at. And I've just tried to group my fairly random thoughts into two categories. Um, so the first broad category is I've just called public and private sharing. And then you'll find that there's a whole lot of jumbled things un under there, which I hope make sense if they don't ask me about it. But whether you're an extrovert, and when I say extrovert, I always used to think of an extrovert as being somebody who just really liked to be like the life of the party. Um, and an introvert was somebody who liked to recharge alone. And that's part of an introvert and an extrovert. But the other aspect of being an introvert or an extrovert is how we process information and knowledge. So extroverts tend to process 
externally. They tend to talk out and talk things through. Introverts tend to sort a few things out internally before they speak outwards. But whether we're an introvert or an extrovert, regardless of what our personality is like, all of us at some point need to actually process life with others. Like we're meant to be part of community. We're meant to grow in community. We're meant to um, um, grow in freedom in community. And part of belonging in a meaningful community is sharing with one another. Um, And vulnerability actually builds connection between us. But usually we will only share publicly what we have worked out privately first. Does that make sense? So usually we'll only share publicly what we have worked out in private first. And so that doesn't mean, in private doesn't necessarily mean that you've not spoken to anybody about it. But what in private means is that you're working it through with a very small number of trusted people in your life. And that, the, and a, a phrase that I've always loved that a, a mentor of mine many years ago said is, Catherine, seek wise counsel, not wide counsel. Seek wise counsel, not wide counsel. And so when we're working out things, when we're in the process of um, dealing with things in our life, it's wisdom for us to work out things in private with those closest to us before we begin to more publicly share those. So I guess the reason I'm saying that is if we're talking about being a wider community of women who want to embrace vulnerability and being real and authentic with, with each other, we actually first need to be individuals who are safe to share with. So you can't just create a safe community of people without each of us taking responsibility for growing in the integrity of actually being safe people to share with. Um, And so that was one of my questions and it's a question that I've been asking myself. Are you a safe person to share with? Are you a safe person for people who are close to you to process their journey with, to process their struggles, their failures, even their sin with? And is their reputation safe with you? You see, I love to hear people's stories. I tend to seek out testimonies of God's stories. I love to listen to podcasts of people sharing their testimonies. Our first book in the book club really was a biography, a testimony, an autobiography, a testimony of how God was at work in one man, a neurosurgeon's life. Um, And I think collectively as women, we love to know about people's lives. Um, Justin will often come away from a conversation on a Sunday morning and I'll be like, oh, did you find out how their daughter was? Or how's their new job going? Or, I mean, if somebody's had a baby, what's their name? How, what do they weigh? And he's like, I don't know, I didn't ask. (laughs) I was like, really? But he's not, I guess men are wired quite differently to us. Um, But I I guess the point that I'm wanting to make is that this same female inquisitiveness is the same inquisitiveness that sells gossip magazines. 
And actually, as women, our desire to know about people can get us into trouble. And I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is this is one of those things that can make us an unsafe person to share with. That if we place greater importance on wanting to know somebody's story than actually on being a safe place to share, then that actually sometimes means that we can end up being more harmful um, than helpful. And when I was preparing my thoughts for tonight, because God always loves to use what we're going through, I had this experience this week that afterwards I thought, oh, this just illustrates it perfectly in my imperfections. I was listening to a podcast um, of a guy sharing at a church in America and he just had this really amazing testimony of God breaking through in a really difficult childhood and bringing him to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thought, I want to really know more about this guy. So I looked up on his bio because he's got an organisation and it had a bio about him and it had a bio about his wife. But then I'm looking and it says... He's got two children and he's been in ministry for 30 years. They don't list the children on her bio. Oh, okay, so it's a second marriage. So then, I'm just being really honest with you, I thought, oh, I wonder what the story there is. So then I went looking for a, I found a podcast that was him and his wife talking about how they'd met. And he didn't really go into any details other than he said that he'd had a dark night of the soul kind of season in his life. Didn't say anything more. Anyway, before I know it, I was formulating thoughts in my mind about what the backstory might be. And look, clearly in this instance, this isn't somebody in my community, this is a stranger. I wasn't asking around, I was trawling the internet, but that's exactly what I was doing. I was trawling the internet, trying to find out more about his story than he'd actually chosen to share. And I think in a community, whether it's in church or whether you're part of a school community because that's where your kids go to school or whether it's in your working community, we actually need to be okay with sometimes not knowing part or even all of somebody's story. You know, this guy had made some parts of his story public. He had shared in a podcast, in a church setting, his salvation story. He hadn't chosen to share some of the other parts of his life that potentially were painful. I trust and hope that, like I hope for all of us, there were close people walking that out with him who he processed with through whatever that dark night of the soul was. But actually it was none of my business. None of my business. Um, when we, I went to Colour recently, the women's conference that's put on by Hillsong but is a really broad network of women who gather together and um, I don't know if you know there's a, a worship um, leader in um, one of their worship bands called Taya um, and Taya was getting married the following week after um, the conference and they had this interview with her and it was so telling um, she was talking about how she'd really made the choice, her and her now fiancé had really made the choice, even though she's quite a high public profile, to keep 
very private, their relationship, actually even within the church where they go to Hillsong Church in Sydney. Um, And their choice for that was because they actually, and they had close people to them, she talked about this, close people to them that they were processing and working out where they were at while they were dating. But she just let nobody know because she just needed to not have other people inserting themselves into her story with this guy as she was getting to know him and as they were trying to work out was this God's choice for them. And I just thought it was a really interesting thing that she actually had to make that choice to keep it very close to her chest there wasn't you know the first thing really the public knew was her saying I've bought my wedding dress or flashing a ring around I think at Christmas so you know um, just that choice that we actually need to extend to each other the respect to choose what we share publicly and privately and not to have a situation where we've shared something privately believing that it's going to stay in that private space and suddenly it's brought into the public space without our permission. And now that might be positive things, not just negative things. I think sometimes we think of gossip as being spreading rumours and things like that. But, you know, sometimes it's actually just sharing stories that aren't ours to share, even positive ones, even ones where somebody's had an amazing breakthrough or something fabulous has happened. Um, but we've actually got to kind of stop and think, is this my story to share? But Somebody shared this with me privately. Is this actually something that they go around talking publicly about or is this actually something that needs to stay in the private space? Because otherwise we are not a safe person to share with. If, if we can't say yes to that... Um, we have had to work on this in our family. We've got four girls and we've really had to work on not sharing somebody else's good news because they all pile into the car after school and they'll be often, you know, they'll be in an assembly, particularly when they were littler and somebody will have got an award and someone gets into the car and goes, guess what, Alyssa got an award the, this morning in assembly and I'm like, was that your news to share? Was that's somebody else's good news to share. And, you know, then we'd have this, oh, she told my piece of news. So actually learning, even with positive things or things we're excited about for somebody, not just the negative things, but are we a safe person? And is this my story to tell? And indeed, when somebody's sharing information with you about somebody else, is that their story to share with you as well? I think the challenge for us and um, is to be a community that encourages vulnerability and makes room for voluntary sharing with one another whilst not expecting to know absolutely everything about each other. Um, I think that's a really important thing for us and that makes us a safe place. To, to be a safe place where if somebody really does want to share something with you that they know that that's going in the vault. Um, but but that at the same time we just don't have an expectation that we will know absolutely everything about each other. The second category that I just wanted to touch on was comparisons. When we're sharing our God stories with one another, it can be a very powerful thing for me to hear how God is at work in your life when I choose to be open to growing in my faith as a result of it. 
um, the testimony of God at work in people's lives brings reassurance about who he is. It shows us his character and his nature over and over again. Isn't that what the scriptures are filled with? Just the stories of God intervening in, the, in, the, in people's human stories and revealing his nature and his character. You know, that sense of, well, if he could work good things for their life, he can work good things for my life. But we can also, the flip side of that is we can also fall into comparisons. So have you ever heard someone's story or part of their story and then expected God to work exactly the same way in your life that he did in theirs? And when he doesn't, you end up feeling disappointed and discouraged. Um, I've certainly had that happen um, that I, I remember um, when Justin and I were journeying through infertility and people sharing wonderful stories around um, how God had really broken through for them in that area. But I remember one person sort of saying, I just, it, hap- it all happened when it stopped being important. So I spent the whole time walking around trying to make it not important because I'm thinking, well, when I get that right, then I'll have my baby. Um, the thing is, is that in the sharing of stories, they're not meant to reveal a formula. They're meant to reveal the goodness and the nature and the character of God. And as soon as we turn somebody else's story into the formula that's going to work for us, we will be disappointed and discouraged because the way God works in my life is not going to be the way that he works in your life, even if we've actually got similar parts to our storyline. Or, so there's that side of comparison, or the other thing is we might hear somebody's testimony and their story and end up responding out of our own securities, insecurities sorry, and feelings of discouragement or even our own sense of self-pity where we end up feeling like their bra- breakthrough has been withdrawn out of our bank account. Does that make sense? You know, where we hear that somebody's had something really awesome happen and somehow because of the space we're in, it feels like there's going to be less for us now. And I'm again, I, that's definitely been a part of my life. Where, But that does make us not very safe to share with. Because the problem is as soon as we're in that space, our response to somebody is going to be quite different. And I really want to be somebody who is able to celebrate with someone and encourage them or have compassion for them if it's something that they're struggling with, with actually without making it about me in that moment. Now, I don't always succeed at that. I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't. What I think that I'm getting better at is holding my tongue so that I don't speak out of that place. And what I'm learning to do is to then in private go to the Lord and say, you know what, this is what my heart's feeling. I know it's not about me, but I feel heart sore about it or I feel discouraged. Um, Would you comfort me? So that I'm learning um, to not speak immediately out of my own stuff into into that moment. And I guess one thing that I would say is the biggest defence against comparisons in our life, whether it's in this context or others, is to cultivate contentment and gratitude. Because if we are focused on contentment and gratitude, we're much less likely to end up falling into comparing our life to somebody else's. So I, I don't actually want to really talk 
anymore. I feel like I just wanted to set the scene of this topic of what can we do as a community of women to create a safe place for the vulnerable sharing of our stories. Um, I want to finish just um, with this fantastic picture that I think we find in Colossians 3 and you did have a little card on your seat about what I actually think safe community looks like and then I'll give you some instructions about um, breaking up into groups. I'm going to read from the message paraphrase. Um, It's not something I would always preach out of but I love sometimes the way that um, the message just phrases things into everyday language for us and I love the way that it describes what I think really is what it looks like to be a safe community of women. So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline, be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offence, Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other. I love that. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing, sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus. Thanking God the Father every step of the way. I love that as a picture of what safe, healthy community looks like.